You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello, everybody. How's it going? This is Colin Cook with... Hey, everyone. It's Elliot. And this is episode number 22. Primarily going to do a little Kona recap. So, quite a big day on the island. Uh, Record smashed and uh, some fast racing on some really good conditions. Um, but uh, yeah, don't you wish? The, uh, don't you wish this was the year that you raced it? I guess it was. It, it was, sure seems like it. Doesn't it was the mildest temperature in over forty years, and my friends who raced it said there was hardly any wind. Yeah. So. Man, that sounds nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. It was certainly a fast one, but uh, uh, it did not go the way I expected. So maybe it was a good thing we didn't do a, uh, a pre-race uh, predictions and so forth, because I think I would have been off pretty good uh, with my predictions uh, of what actually ended up happening. <laughs> well, last year, I remember I picked uh, Tim Don, and he got in an accident right before the race. So I think I'm just okay. bad luck. So it's probably a good thing we didn't predict the winners. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, as we mentioned there, definitely really good conditions. Um, did you watch the whole race, Elliot? Um, I watched the main parts, and I, yep. So I, I, I know what happened all the way around, but these times are just were just ridiculously fast. I mean, it blows my mind how fast these guys could could ride the course. I mean, yeah, just course record after course record smashed. Uh, um, starting with the swim, who was the who was the guy that uh, broke the swim record? Um, shoot, what is his name? Uh, oh yeah, Jan um, Sieberson, um, I believe, broke the, uh, the course record at forty six twenty nine, if I am not mistaken. Wow. Um, but uh, oh, and that's uh, Patrick Lange's manager. Is it right? right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, 46. Yeah, he bo- broke it. Uh, he, yeah, he swam at 46.30, so he beat it, beat it by 11 seconds. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Um, but uh, then uh, the bike course, uh, Cameron Wolf, uh, he broke the record, right? Right, yep. Yep. Uh, 409.06. Um, he... Uh, he was on pace, you know, he had some pretty big uh, predictions. I mean, he swam just under 51, biked 409, like you mentioned, and then he ended up running 306. 
I believe his plan was to to run around 250, which would have put him at like 755, which ultimately would have put him in in second place. But uh, he did uh, did smash that bike and held on for a while. But uh, you knew really, uh, I certainly felt that uh, he didn't really have a a chance to hold on and then take the win and. Uh, even if he did, like you said there, he wouldn't have quite done what uh, what he wanted there. But uh, give him a lot of respect. I mean, I think a lot of the guys that end up uh, breaking the course records either DNF or end up with the absolutely ridiculous uh, run time there. So um, that's uh, that's definitely legit. But uh, so I guess who uh, who were your favorites heading into the race, Elliot? Um, Danielle Reif and. Yeah. I don't know the guy the guy side was just so wide open. I mean, I I thought Lionel Sanders just because you hear all of his social media posts and you we know so much about him. So, I think I was kind of rooting for him just because he got second last year and was kind of wanting him to win, but it's just so competitive and you just you have to have pretty much perfect day to to take the the men's win. I feel like no doubt um yeah I was definitely rooting for Lionel um I thought uh Javier Gomez was actually going to be the dark horse that could pull it out I mean uh I think that's finally my lesson learned that uh you just don't pick first timers on the island it just doesn't doesn't work doesn't happen yeah (laughs) um but I just thought with his pedigree and background he could break that mold but uh um but yeah, um, I mean, and this was the first time uh, they broke eight hours, right, on this course. It sure is. Yeah. yeah. Two so guys. two guys did that. That's amazing. Yeah, sure is. And I'll be the first to say, I didn't think that Patrick Langai there, the the winner, uh, had a shot in hell of winning this year. I thought for sure he was uh, a one and done. Obviously, a phenomenal runner, but uh, had a pretty disappointing season leading up to this point, and. Uh, I kind of uh, put him in the same kind of category as like Pete Jacobs or somebody like that that uh, you know raced well here a couple times, but uh, wasn't going to be able to pull it off. And uh, boy, did he prove me wrong! <laughs> that guy is an amazing runner. <laughs> he is, yeah. Um, you know, he. Uh, I knew uh, I would say pretty quickly in on the on the run when uh, they got off within range there and um you know he was holding it together pretty well it's like son of a bitch this guy's gonna win again (laughs) uh, he sure did um but uh i mean he really is uh tremendous to watch i mean as long and uh as long of a day it is but watching him him race and uh how smooth he is running is just absolutely incredible did you You see him take that liter of coke at one of those aid stations and just was chugging it and pouring it over his head yeah i sure did (laughs) yeah um i know that was that was wild i still can't quite figure out why you'd want to pour coke over your head but uh um (laughs) when you can run like that and it works out like that i guess you can't really question things like that right (laughs) exactly can't rip on the guy yeah um but uh yeah so um you know, um, actually, I just don't even think I know how to pronounce Bart's last name there. Um, Arnott's, right? Yeah, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, 
He, uh, but I mean, no one was really even uh, talking about him before the race. I mean, no, none whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it goes out. You know, fifty-four swim, four twelve bike, two forty-five run. Um, definitely, uh, definitely legit. And uh, I mean, one of two people ever to break eight hours in that course. So, uh, pretty amazing effort there. And uh, David uh, McNamee there to uh, to repeat his third place there. Uh, another stellar run and uh, good overall day. Um, pretty badass there i think it's pretty badass that uh matt russell got sixth i mean that's that pretty was amazing definitely something i was gonna gonna comment on yeah. there um really really uh sensational to see you know actually i saw a good instagram post from him too the other day that uh you know so he obviously or for those that don't know he was hit by a car during during the iron man world championships last year almost died like had scars or um I don't even know how many stitches all over his neck and just nasty after the race. And it was just like, holy cow, lucky to be alive. And uh, he raced a couple times early in this year and uh, either DNF'd or didn't have very strong showing. And uh, I guess he was really considering quitting. And uh, man, did he turn around and uh, he finished the season strong. So, you know, to uh, he, he swam 54. I mean, even... 54 obviously is not great compared to the to the top pros, but um, you know the swim has always been his uh, nemesis there, and his swim 54 is pretty legit. Uh, bike four just under 413, and then a run 253, um, pretty incredible there. And you know, for anybody to finish sixth in the world is, is incredible, but uh, to do that all uh, after coming back within a year is just simply amazing. And uh, really proud. Uh, he's a really nice guy. I've met him a few times, and uh, um, I'm very happy for him. So, um, yeah. So, um, but how about uh, Tim O'Donnell? He uh, he gave himself uh, a pretty good effort. He was definitely hurting after the race. Gave it his all um, to finish fourth, top American. Still not sure when our uh, when we're going to see an American take the the win here. It doesn't look like it's oh, excuse me happening anytime soon here, but. Uh, um, pretty impressive there to uh, to be in fourth, and uh, he definitely had a pretty good day. Yeah, there were, there was uh, quite a few Americans in the top ten, right? We got Matt Russell, yep. Tim O'Donnell, Andy Potts. Andy Potts representing Sipo. Yep. Got out there, had a uh, pretty darn good bike for just under four nineteen. So um, these guys were flying crazy. <laughs> So, and it's just uh, so. I mean, you look at the top ten times, and they're just so close. Yeah, so I right. Man. I really look forward to watching the the men's race every single year. Yeah, less than twenty minutes uh, between the top ten. Yep. Uh, really, even further than that, top eleven, and then Gomez right got eleven. So, first guy out of the money, I believe, but uh, I'm sure his sponsors took care of him here. Yep. Uh, um, but. Uh, um yeah pretty pretty exciting stuff and uh you know just smashing records i mean on the the women's side it actually was it it did get a little more interesting than i thought it was going to be um with daniella had a really really poor swim well did you hear what she got she got stung by a jellyfish right before and she was hurting pretty bad yeah so you know she said she had almost pulled out she wasn't uh thinking she was going to be able to make it 
and um you know even on the bike you could tell uh there was a few times that uh she just didn't seem like herself and it was like oh maybe this is going to be be interesting and uh you know lucy charles uh looked really strong and uh got to give her a lot of credit for uh coming back and, and crushing it once again um but uh yeah that was uh that was pretty impressive um for her of course to uh to kill it once again um and and take second and then no surprise to me um ann hoag or Haig, however you want to say it uh just crushing the run um she's put up some really really impressive runs this year um, especially those and, 70.3s it's just amazing yeah yeah she and uh i did see they showed her running a few times she looks almost as good as patrick out there running um sarah true new hampshire native uh maybe not so much may have faded pretty hard on the run i mean it's hard to say faded where she still ran uh sub 258 but uh <laughs> um she uh she was fading at the end and you know she was holding on for third but ann came through and got her um but really uh really impressive ironman uh or kona um debut there to get fourth and be the top american and uh super nice gal we actually uh at peak recovery and health center we hosted a, a kona party and uh we reached out to her and she actually sent us uh one of her race kits signed um that we ended up raffling off and uh really nice of her and uh pretty cool to have uh a new hampshire gal uh well two new hampshire gals uh out there crushing it uh and racing this year um but then good old Miranda. um with her pesky uh her measly 301 41 run didn't cut it this year but uh still really not that bad of a day um i mean outside of the um daniella and even lucy's um so daniella she beat the course record by what was it like 17 minutes or um, something yeah, like that on the bike that is yeah <laughs> it's just crazy um you know i think obviously that and she had the was, she had the previous record right she did yeah. yeah um i believe so anyways and uh you know to be uh that far ahead i think obviously indicates the conditions were a factor and then when you think that she wasn't even maybe at her a game still for that uh it's just crazy but uh coming across an 826 yeah so she beat her course record in 2016 by 20 minutes mm-hmm. that is amazing yeah so i don't know when we're gonna get uh we're gonna get anybody that's gonna battle with daniela but uh um you know i guess lucy was was 10 minutes back but uh also want to give uh a shout out to uh angela nath uh she lives in the boston area now and um she's had kind of an up and down season and uh been battling some lyme disease but uh i think she came off the bike in like fourth or fifth and uh ended up getting uh eighth place and uh anybody in particular maybe in 10th place you want to shout out there oh uh, yeah my my girl Lindsay. <laughs> um good to see her racing she's healthy yeah yep she she had a good year of racing too so was this her best placement ever in Kona? I know she did. She's finished 12th before. I think this was her best Was that her finish. best? Yeah. Like, she's maybe cracked the top 10 a few times. Yeah. But maybe 
You would know better than me, my man. <laughs> I'll do I'll do my research tonight. All right, all right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, the other New Hampshire gal, Heather Jackson, uh, she definitely had uh, a disappointing day for her, but uh, ended up 14th. Um, but uh, another uh, respectable American placement there. Um, so uh, pretty, uh, pretty impressive there. Um, day overall for sure with just a whole bunch of fast times and uh definitely been joking that uh it's gonna be a brutal year next year um after such good conditions this year uh <laughs> i'm sure there's gonna be something that uh that comes out of it here that uh um punishes everybody for uh for 2019 but uh um yeah <laughs> Um, how about, uh, did you, uh, want to talk a little about, uh, any of the, uh, group men here or age groupers in general here? Mm, what was the fastest, uh, age group time? Do you know? I do. Or let me double check it here. Um, yeah, it was, uh, Dan Plews of New Zealand broke the amateur record and then some, I think he did 824. Wow. It's just like, like I remember actually Kyle Buckingham raced. I remember the first year I did Kona in 2012, he won my age group and uh, was racing age group. And I think he did like 8.50 or just under nine. And like that was just insanely, disgustingly fast. And now we're talking about times 35 minutes, you know, 30 minutes faster than that. And uh, um, I would assume that Dan has plans to go pro. Um, you know, he swam just under 55, like 4.33, and then ran a 2.51. Um, but good God, uh, I, I don't know what's – it's hard to categorize uh, this as age group triathlon with some of these times that uh, these these uh, these people are putting up here. It's just uh, – Well, I, I, rem- I talked to my wife about it, and the first time I ever went to Hawaii, I thought I was – I mean, I was on cloud nine from Canada. I'm like, wow, I got third place, and I'm going to do so well in Hawaii. And you get to Hawaii, and you see all the competition there, and it's like everyone that's won their age group or second or third place, and you're just competing with the best, and you look at these times at the end of the day, and it's just it blows your mind. <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> as much as we uh, love going to Kona, and it's uh, absolutely amazing experience, um, highly highly recommend it to anybody and i know so many people out there shooting to get there but i mean the race itself is just god awful (laughs) even even in these modest conditions that they had this year they're still really pretty damn brutal um you know it's just so hot and so humid and um you know it's just so much harder to keep that core body temperature down and uh it really affects most people's paces pretty significantly and uh you know we just i don't think because the the skill level is just so high there people don't get a chance to realize how really actually hard those this race is and uh um you know it's definitely really favors the the, typically this the smaller folks the people less service area and uh the people that uh you know can handle the heat a lot better but uh it's just amazing so i'm looking at my age group right now 30 34 
top 25 guys broke nine hours. Yeah, uh, I think I did the same. <laughs> um, looking at that top 25, that's crazy. Uh, let's see what it was for 35, 39. Uh, no, it was only the top 19 that broke nine hours. But This year could have been your chance to break nine, Colin. Yeah, yeah, well... I tell you what, I uh, I break nine in Kona. Um, You're retiring. I'm just retiring. You on say that every year, though. Yeah. Every year I hear the same thing from you. This is my last Ironman. <laughs> the next year, I, I'm doing another one. I break nine hours in <laughs> in, in in Hawaii, so um, <laughs> we'll see here. But uh, but yeah. Um, it really is uh, just incredible, uh, you know. Shout out to uh, to some of the Americans. Um, let me see if I can double check who. Um, let me do. Now you have to do a category. I know that uh, Clay um, M. M. G. Yeah, he had a he, he had uh, a really good race. Second second in his age group. Um, he was he did. Uh, uh, 8:37, 55, 435, 301, and then uh, Brian Giuliano. Um, he had a pretty solid race as well. Um, I can't find him here. Matthew Malone. I've raced. We he uh, he's shown up to Canada a few times, and I've raced him. He had a really good. He went 8:40. But uh, yeah, Ryan was was third. Okay, that's right. He's in the same age group as Clay, so yeah. he did an 8:40. Um, so two Americans in the second and third spot, not 30 to 34. Um, who should I be worrying about here? Yes. <laughs> Everyone, Colin. James Everyone Burke, on this list. Yeah, was uh, only American. He got 15th in my age group. Man, a lot of. Uh, a lot of foreign talent uh, in that age group there, but uh, bottom line, just some some badass, just flat out fast racing. So, we gonna go do it next year, Elliot, or what? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back. That sounds good. So, you know, the year I do it though, the conditions are gonna be brutal. Actually, I kind of prefer it that way though. Yeah. It's all good. It is what it is. Um, I will also give a shout out to uh, my client, uh, Joanne Furu, her name is. Uh, she got fifth in the 65 to 69 female age group. Oh, nice. Uh, um, yeah, so a second year uh, on the podium. So uh, pretty awesome. And uh, she actually injured herself early in the year. So uh, was battling injury most of the year. And uh, kind of all came together just in time to uh to get put put together a pretty good race um after uh she she injured herself like i said so that was uh that was pretty great to see and, and pretty awesome so um there it is so uh, another ironman hawaii world championships in the books now and the oldest competitor the yeah. oldest competitor ever to finish an ironman um was in Kona this past year, 86 years old. Yep, that's right. That's definitely worth mentioning. <laughs> 86 years old. 
crazy. <laughs> and right at the deadline, right? Yep. Um, man, just nuts. But good for him. That's that's really impressive. Uh, had you did you see the uh, special new specialized shiv? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, primarily, it has like um, even you know the the Sipo has the rear bento box, you know, kind of over the the rear wheel. Yeah. Um, the shiv has like a huge one, so like it's enormous, and I think it uh, it has a. Uh, a fluids bladder in it but uh, oh my gosh really no i'm looking big. at a picture of it that is that is a lot of storage yes it sure so is. you can put water in the back of that i believe that's uh, a fluid storage yeah which is a good idea i mean i think that you know having the, the bladder is pretty awesome um and a good idea you know why not take advantage of that area to to use it to put something in it like that yeah um but uh yeah um that was uh, probably the most innovative or, or biggest uh, announcement, I think, the week of Kona. Uh, obviously, Sipo uh, has some pretty pretty cool bikes that they launched there with the uh, Shadow R. Uh, have you seen that thing yet? No. Let me look it up really quick. Oh, uh, you better look at it. This thing's crazy. But uh, um, I'm not sure if any other... Any other companies had any really? Uh, wow! So these bike companies are really copying the whole like, uh, like motorcycle aerodynamics type look. Yeah. Looking at that, you know, again, not doing uh, a uh, seat stay, right? Um, yeah. You know, and and just going with uh, the kind of hovering uh, seat there, um, which. I don't know. I, I still am yet to ride any of those bikes to try them out. But you know, you got the obviously the uh, Cervelo um, PX, right? Yeah. And then um, then you got the Ventum, and uh, it definitely seems to be the trend of, of how the uh, the companies are heading there with the bikes. So um, the few people I have talked to that have both those bikes have been really really happy with them and said that they're damn fast. So. Um, it is pretty interesting. Wow, that I'm that SIPO looks that, crazy. What's that? <laughs> that SIPO looks crazy. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, I can get a qualification that uh, they'll uh, they'll take care of me and hook me one up, hook me up with one of those for next year. Uh, I guarantee you, next year you'll have one of these. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. You're the biggest gadget guy I know. Uh, yeah. Well. Um, yeah, time will tell. But uh, yeah, so now you know a lot of people's seasons are winding down. You know, there is actually I already saw on social media people um, like actually Matt Russell saying he's doing Ironman Cozumel. Another interesting thing uh, that I give Ironman a lot of credit for is uh, uh, Ironman Florida. We you know our condolences and feels for everybody that lives in the Panama City area and that that area of Florida that got absolutely crushed by the uh the hurricane that went through there um so you know the the race was supposed to be there in uh, a couple weeks and um iron man decided to move the race to um Haines city which is where the florida 70.3 is and so they uh you know move it to a relatively close area so i don't th- i think a lot of people can still fly into where they're flying into i'm not sure on that um but at least they have the opportunity to race uh 
I've got one client hoping to, to qualify there and was really bumming, you know, just had so much planned and uh, a lot of people were really upset that uh, they're canceling the race, but I, I don't know how you can fault the Ironman when, you know, a, an area has been absolutely devastated and, uh, you know, <laughs> there's not even good enough roads and uh, there's obviously far more important things in the world to be worrying about than whether you're going to race, uh, you know, a one-day event uh, in an area like that. So, so, um, but, but kudos to them to, for making it happen and, uh, um, assuming it goes down, but, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be some logistical challenges with that and, uh, be hard to, to race on a, a course that's kind of laid out more for a 70.3, but, uh, at least they got something to race on. Yep. So. I need more, uh, I need more Ironman races. Uh, so I recently moved and. Um, hoping for need some more Ironman races in Washington. Actually, yeah, we don't have any happen. anymore. Think it's gonna happen? I hope so, or at least a seventy point three. Kind of, I I really like that uh, the Lake Stevens course. So hoping they uh, or hopefully they're putting together a course sometime soon. But I got right. some. Re- I got a Coeur and. Canada and Victoria close by, maybe Santa Rosa. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, very nice. Well, um, you know, we can definitely do some, uh, we, we have done some season planning and talking about layout and things like that. So we had an earlier episode. So if you have some question around that, I definitely refer to that episode um, but uh, hopefully everybody found Kona to be super motivating and uh, they're getting ready to, uh, to crush their off-season or out-season so that uh, they can uh, fulfill their dreams and hit their goals and so forth for next year. Yep, and uh, I want to talk to you about uh, your last race in, a, in the next episode, so I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Absolutely. We can... Uh, certainly go over that with our special guest and uh um definitely has some things to chat about with that and uh dealing with diversity and all kinds of fun stuff so um we'll uh we'll try and be uh, a little bit more consistent with our episodes and getting a few more at you guys um so we're going to try and keep them on the shorter side short and sweet and um and keep them coming here sounds good take care everyone Thank you very much, everybody. We'll talk to you soon here.